Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, July 13th, 7 in the morning. Getting an early start today because I've got a lot to do today. Stopping to grab the broom. How clever of me. Carrying it out to the passageway of doom here. Hi, Jackson. Jackson's sitting up on top of the car in the garage, one of his favorite things to do. He does not mind the passageway of doom. <laughs> Yesterday, I started to record, and I did record, but it turned out for only like six minutes because I tried to take a video of the hummingbird for you all, and it turns out the voice memo function shuts off if you try to do the uh, video. Also, who knew? This is still a uh, work in progress, and I thought about recording more or re-recording, and then I thought, you know, I was just going to call it a wash. So it ended sort of mid-thought, mid-sentence, and I thought about putting it up as an example anyway, just to see if you all would be amused, but then I decided, yeah. Although I've got it, so if you guys really want to hear it, I can put it up. Um, I'm glad you guys are liking the podcast. I've been getting feedback from people, and that's great. That's really cool. And I'm hoping to do some more next week, because I'm going to the RWA convention, and I'll be around people. People, <laughs> as opposed to my usual life, where I'm not around people. But several people said they listened to the uh, interview, sort of interview, conversation with Minerva, which he spent the night the other night, and they liked that. First sip of coffee of the day. Ah, so good, so good. Do I ever say it's not good? Well, probably every once in a while I'd be like, ah, I forgot to put in the ice or the stevia. So there is that. So been working hard on the orchid throne. I've done about 16,000 words this week. Um, a little more than that because I've been hitting 4k each day and that's a lot for me. It starts to make me tired. It's also near the end of the book and I start getting serious book brain. It's like um, as I get towards the end it's the words flow pretty well. It's not difficult to write but I am um, I fade out like that. I, uh, it just takes a lot out of me. It's sort of like I've sometimes talked about like finishing a book at the very end. It's like I have to sort of, it's like, you know, I understand why people call, you know, compare it to birthing a baby, which I've never personally done, but I believe them. But it's like you have to sort of carve this big chunk out of yourself, you know, and you're sort of making it. Maybe it's like budding like a plant, you know, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're sort of at the end there, you're sort of wobbling around with this whole thing sort of hanging off of your side, and then at the end you, like, cut the cord, and then, well, we won't get too graphic with the uh, <laughs> analogy there, but it, you know, spills all over the place, and, and you're tired, and you have to replenish after that. So anyway, I need to get 4,000 more today. And I have to run errands this afternoon because I leave tomorrow morning for RWA up in Denver, Colorado. Um, and I'm writing up with the fabulous Dorinda Jones 
because she and I are doing a reading. Um, well, I was going to say Saturday night, but now it's tomorrow night, uh, July 14th, uh, at um, Book Bar in Denver, which is a great place because it is a bar and it has books. So what more could you want out of life? I did talk about this yesterday, but I think it was in the part that didn't record. Uh, but anyway, if you want to come on down, you can find the information on my website. You could look at Book Bar. Um, you could look us up on social media. It's at something like seven. And we'll both... Jordan is going to be reading from um, Twelfth Grave in her Charlie Davidson series. And I'm going to be reading from Prisoner of the Crown, which is the... Um, first in the trilogy of Chronicles of Desneria um, that just came, the first one just came out last month second one comes out in September um, and I should I'll talk about that more because it's on my mind but I want to finish about this week so after that um, the conference doesn't really kick in until Wednesday afternoon but because I have this book to finish Dorinda has a book to finish, so we're going to spend Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, possibly Wednesday morning, although I do have a breakfast with um, some bloggers, Wednesday morning's book bloggers, including Ms. Lazalu, who I, from Nashville. I look forward to seeing her. Uh, but Dorinda and I are going to write. We're going to probably move around to some different interesting locations. I thought about pre-programming it, but... Um, it was so much work to organize it. <laughs> and I don't have that much spare brain capacity at the moment. So I think what I'll do is I'll just, we'll find a place and I will tweet it. So follow me on Twitter, jeffykennedy.com. Um, or jeffykennedy.com. See, see how my brain is not working? At jeffykennedy is my Twitter handle. J-E-F-F-E-K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. Or follow at Dorinda. Um, and she's D-A-R-Y-N-D-A. And we'll just say where we are. And your people are welcome to come join us to write. We won't talk. Don't make us talk because we have to finish these books. <laughs> but at, And then we're, I said we're rooming together. So I hope to grab her for um, at least one coffee and maybe more. I might make her talk to me in the car and do a little recording. Um, try to keep these up. But then I, I'll have to, um, like when I have breakfast with Ms. Liza Lou, I'll have to put her on the coffee and, um, and some other people as the week goes on. You'll have to decide if you really want to hear the first cup of coffee from the tremendously hungover me. I guess we could try it and see how it goes over. I don't know how coherent I am. I really do try not to be hungover. But um, I, I'm weak. I am weak. And there's always one night, usually the night of the Harlequin Ball, which has really, really excellent liquor, freely flowing all evening. And it always seems like such a, you know how it goes, right? Such a great idea at the time. Yes, more champagne. Have a glass of brandy too. Yes, how fun. Yeah, it's a great time. And then the next morning you're like, why, why, why did I do such a thing? Um, more than once I have tweeted in the morning that I would give my kingdom for a Starbucks latte. 
so far nobody has brought me one so that would that would be a great uh, feature for the first cup of coffee podcast that if you actually bring me a cup of coffee while I'm hungover it, but it has to be like a Starbucks latte to qualify maybe I would go with like a, a local coffee latte if you promise me it's good I just don't like the um variability on those things we, we could have a whole conversation about this because I know people are adamant about their whole anti-Starbucks coffee thing but you know I like it because the blend is always right I, you know, I love my home ones best. My home latte is perfect. Have I ever mentioned that? But, um, you know, with local coffee shops, yeah, you know, it's can be interesting and different, but sometimes I don't like it, and it's weird. And I know that sounds fussy, but there are some things I'm happy to experiment with. Um, my coffee in the morning, yeah, I would like to have my... I would rather not experiment. So anyway, it would be amusing that if somebody brought me a latte in the morning that they could then be on the podcast and we could talk about things, whatever they wanted to talk about. And of course, I think I've mentioned this before, but you guys are always welcome to uh, send me questions if there are things you want me to talk about. I'm happy to do that. So, Prisoner of the Crown... um, has been, I, I think, doing pretty well. And now the second book, Exile of the Seas, is up on NetGalley. So I'm getting notes from the reviewers. Uh, sometimes I just see those things. But it's, so this is, so here's the weird thing. This is the neurotic, my neurotic life. I'm not really neurotic in general, but this is one way in which I am neurotic and I have to wrestle with this crazy People tag me um, about exile, and they're tagging me because they love it, because they love it, and it's really wonderful, uh, you know. And they say things like, uh, "Oh, I want to shout to the world how much I love this book, and I can't wait to write the review." And they say that, um, you know, they're just really happy because the first book is dark, and the heroine goes through some terrible stuff, and. They love her, you know, they say that they love her journey in the second book and how she um, how she grows and what happens to her, and it makes them feel good. And a number of people have now said to me that this is their favorite book of mine because they love this story. And And don't get me wrong, this is great. I am tremendously happy that everyone loves this book, except now I'm fretting that they won't like book three. This is the neurotic part. Because, and I know you guys who've read the books are listening, so you'll love book three, right? <laughs> it's, I, I worry that I blew too much of the arc on book two, and that book three won't be as satisfying. And so that's how, you know, and, and it's silly. I said something to one of my friends about it yesterday, and she was... Um, pretty dismissive like I was being crazy which I guess I am being crazy <laughs> uh, but one of my writer friends totally understood you know and she said you know it'll be fine and it will be fine um, and it's okay if people love book two most of the three right yeah because you know you can't that's one of the things you sort of have to come to terms with as a writer is that people love different things differently 
And one of the fun things about the Twelve Kingdom books, with it being uh, different heroines in each book, and different love interests in each book, is that people tell me which one is their favorite. And I think it... With that, it, there's a lot more var- variability. You know, some people really just love Andy's book. Other people love Ursula's book. Some people love Amy's book, which are, those are the minority. It's always interesting to hear which people love Amy's book best. Uh, one of my uh, readers, a gal who's done in Albuquerque, told me that she loves Jep's book. And I, I absolutely understand why she identifies with Jep's book, The Edge of the Blade. But she's a bank manager, and she actually ran. She told me, I I channeled Jep, and I rab, ran a bank robber out of the bank the other day. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it, t- it turned out fine. And I can understand how she, um, why she felt that way about it. But I, I would have been very sorry if she, uh, oh, get off my foot, stink bug. They're these great big black beetles, very tame, kind of lumber along like elephants. They don't actually stink to human noses either. Only um, certain animals can smell them. That's their defense mechanism. We had something spray out at the front of the house last night. We were watching a movie. We were watching Interview with the Vampire, which is now free on Netflix. And boy, was it interesting to go back and look at that movie after low these many years. Um, seeing Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and Christian Slater as such young bucks. Uh, you know, and Brad Pitt never did it for me, but I can see now... It's interesting at my age now, <laughs> now that I am an old woman and I shall wear purple. Uh, which I probably I don't very much occasionally, um, but Brad Pitt is a very he is a beautiful man. I can really see why people thought so. He still doesn't really um, rock my world in particular, but I can see why. I can see the aesthetic appeal, as well as of Tom Cruise. You know, as weird as things have gotten with him since. Uh, they did a good job in this movie. Aha, uh-huh. a choya burr at the edge of my sandal. Little pack ratter. Uh, and that movie was when Kirsten Dunst first came onto my radar because I was such a passionate fan of that book. I read that book when I was like 12. It, I got it through the Science Fiction Book Club. Were any of you in that? And they would send you a book once a month or a couple books once a month unless you told them not to and you could send it back but most of the time you would forget to send it back in time my mother was always getting so aggravated with me about it but I read a lot of books that I wouldn't have otherwise read I'm now in retrospect really glad that I got those um, an interview was the vampire with the vampire was one and I loved it I just fell in love with that book as I think it did for so many of us. I think it just sort of opened up. It's harder for um, younger people to know because there's been so so much derivative stuff since. But uh, that was uh, just a... Sh- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> See, I start to babble. Uh, you know, it was an earth-shaking, just um, 
it shattered so many things and opened up this whole new world. And um, Claudia, Claudia was such an amazing character. For those of if for, if you're like one of the two people on the planet who are not familiar with interview with the vampire, not that there's anything wrong with that. Claudia is a child vampire. She's a little girl who's been made into a vampire, and so she never ages. She ages mentally, but she um, never grows up. And so she is a a mature woman in this child's body, and that must that was very. We were all very interested in how that would work. You know, who could, what child could they possibly? find to play this person and uh and it was Kirsten Dunst in her first role or essentially her first role and um she's amazing amazing so anyway we were watching this movie and we didn't get very far in it and I'm gonna finish it tonight it's it's really worth the rewatch it's lushly filmed but then this sort of musky stink came in the window and I said is that a skunk but it, it faded so I don't think it was a skunk I think it was some sort of mistelid might have been a out by our little fountain that's out the front living room windows. A lot of the animals have been coming in for the water. We had a couple of buck deer and velvet come into it the other day. Now that it's raining hard, we might get less of that. But um, So yeah, that was kind of funny. I think it was like a weasel or a ferret or something like that. Yesterday I looked in the hummingbird nest and there's only one egg in there. So... I haven't looked today. I'm trying not to mess with it, but I haven't seen her sitting in there. It might be too exposed of a position for our you know, young little hummingbird choice. You know, the other birds come in there and get the eggs. That's why I worry about them. And so, well, I think that's run out. I think that's all I'm going to say for today. I need to get my words in this morning. I want to try to get the... I have a manicure. Very important mani-pedi this afternoon so that I am beautiful for the conference. And then I will... Uh, so I want to try to get my words done before I go to that. Get my 4,000 in. I think I think it's doable. It's just... Um, Oh, it's not even 7.30 yet, so I could do it. It could totally happen. So, you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for sharing my first cup of coffee with me. And um, stay tuned. Come back tomorrow. I'm going to make Dorinda talk to me in the car while she's driving. She has to drive or she gets car sick. <laughs> so, that's nice. It's nice for me. She uh, does all the driving. It's like getting... Get chauffeured by a New York Times best-selling author. How how great is that? All right, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs>